loves it even more. You're listening to Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Danny. This is episode 222 for May 20th, 2019. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. 222, huh? 222. Wow. Well, welcome to the... Symmetry. To the twos. I love when that happens. I know. Make a wish, everybody. I, why isn't it February 22nd? Oh, man. We really dropped the we ball. We did. It's May 20th, though. It there's is May 20th. There's a two 20th. in it. Yeah, there's a two in it. And it's Two Cents Radio. It is. It's Man. Two Cents Radio 222. Two, oh, it would have been nice to have Danny for that, but he's on the road tonight. But there's, but you can't have three co-hosts. You can only have two. That's true. So It's a two-for. <laughs> worked out. It's a two-for. And you're probably, in all honesty, you're probably listening to this on a Tuesday. A Tuesday? A Tuesday. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> This is better than any prophecy from the final season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's what this is. This is a more appropriate, poetic statement than anything that happened last night. It's amazing. Mm. So, spoiler alert to everybody. I honestly, we'll get there later. We'll yeah, get there later. yeah, we will. If you have not seen the finale of Game of Thrones yet, and you want to, man. Get you it, can't be helped. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be helped. <laughs> no one's doing Game of Thrones two days after the fact. Not the, I'm just going to let it sit on the DVR. Not the series finale. No. Not the show that ends it all. There's no one like, I got to catch up on The Bachelorette before I right. finish off Game of Thrones. Is that still right. on? Is that still of course. On? Oh of course. God. I think it's more popular now than it's ever been. Really? Oh, yeah. People have, like, Bachelor Fantasy Leagues and shit. Oh, my God. It's a big thing. I think it's probably the most popular reality show of, like, my peers. That's the one I always hear about. It's like, did you see what happened on The Bachelor last night? I don't understand. I- I'm out of touch. <laughs> I know. I'm out of touch. <laughs> it's- Gone are the days where you were the authority on reality <laughs> television. I know, right? <laughs> you hung your hat up. You, you know. You took off the boots many years ago, and now you just don't know what the kids are doing no, these days. No, I don't. We never followed The Bachelor, though, or Bachelorette. Like, there, I, I mean, I suppose there's drama on there. It's just nothing I want to see, I guess. Well, um, it's it's a game of sorts. Yeah. So there is a competitive aspect. There is. But the competitive aspect is, like, preying on... Young men's feelings. horniness. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the, <laughs> that's like where the contest comes in. So, you know, I guess for a certain demographic, like teenage girls and grandmothers. Right. Uh that that works for them. But I, I don't know. I always found it a bit exploitative. I don't know if that's fair or not. Yeah, it, it is weird in this in this hypersensitive PC culture that we live in that it's as popular as it is. Right. Because really, this guy is just fucking the shit out of all of these women. You, you stop, stop playing innocent. He is having sex with everyone he's going on a date with. Of course. What a stupid concept this is. One dude, thirty chicks. Yeah. Like we're and, and we're, I, we're we're one step away from like a an extremist religion paradise. Right. You know, like that's what it is. It's crazy. 
I, I don't, I'm not saying that I blame him, but it's, it's shocking to me in this culture that we are in, in two, 2019, that it's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. That you have 30 women that are fighting each other. Right. For this one guy, for the right. affection of one guy. Right. And, and he's uh, just railing all of them. Right. And he's just picking them apart. It yeah. is, it is also sort of weird because my grandmother is really into The Bachelor. Wow. It is her but, favorite show. But I think, honestly, and I hate to say this because, I mean, sorry, your grandparents, I mean, they know what sex is. <laughs> as, I, I'm, as, I'm, I hope. As gross as it is. <laughs> sure. But they're, they're oblivious to the fact that these, it's just a giant orgy. Is that what it is? Because I think there are a lot of grandmothers that are into it. So it, that must be what it is. They're just, because, ob- they're oblivious to it. Yeah. There's a lot of polygamy going on. Right. You know, like the, there are scenes with the guy making out with multiple chicks right. in the room. You know, they're just all going on the same dates. Obviously, that's leading to sex. Right. Yet there must be just an obliviousness to it. I don't know. It has to be. Oh, he's I'm, such I'm a nice. I'm not sure. Oh, he's such a nice young man. No, he's not. <laughs> Look at those dimples. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how how couldn't you love a face like that? Well, yeah. I mean, that girl that he was just kissing was gobbling his dick down about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> she had his balls on her chin, and it was happening. <laughs> so weird. It is. <laughs> what a weird show. But it's it, it's just an obliviousness of these people that are watching it. Some people yeah, are some people are are on to it. I mean, the people that are our age or your age or my age, you know, they're on to it. I hope. Yeah, I, I, I hope. think there are a lot of men that watch it as a comedy show. Maybe. Um I but I think the majority of women are watching it as a fairy tale. Yeah, maybe. That that's and I think like the women that don't watch it are just not into that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I know the types of women that are susceptible to something like that. And it's the same crowd that watches the lifetime movies. Exactly. It's, it's all the overlap. It's just, they love the romance. They love the once upon a time nature of it. And I cannot blame people for wanting that and and for seeking that out. I really can't. Yeah. I I mean, we've all had our, our weird fantasies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the inappropriate bell. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know you still had I that still, thing. Oh, of course I still have this thing. Oh, man. The inappropriate <laughs> bell survived. It did. The attack on King's Landing. It the rest did. of the bells did not. <laughs> man, that rose from the ashes. It what did. a twist. Oh. Welcome back, inappropriate exactly. bell. No, yeah. I don't know. It, it, I, I can't blame people for wanting it, but it stop pretending to be for it to be something that it isn't. Yes. You know, like it, it's a soap opera. It Understand is. it's a soap opera. Yeah. It's not supposed to be watched as, uh, you know, and I'm not going to judge people for wanting to watch that or a soap opera for that matter. Yeah. No, I love soap operas. They're fun. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch them all the time, but whenever yeah. they're on, I'm quite entertained by them. It, it is. It is shocking to me. The, the, the world we live in though right now. Yeah. Yeah. And how certain things seem to be getting off scot-free yep. while other things are not. It's yeah. very weird who's making the rules. Yeah, it is. You know? And, and, and there's I'm, there's no rule book. 
That's the right. problem. It's mob controlled. It is. So like the mob can zero in on a certain person for saying something and then let another person off. I think more than more often than not though, it's just expectation. Right. It's like the person like creates a persona for themselves that's but... I don't give a shit. I'll say what I want. I'll do what I want. And so when I follow through on that promise, I, I'm not offending anyone. But we love to see people fall. Yeah. Just like this this uh, YouTuber, that James makeup guy. Have you followed any of this? No. Tell me about this. So this – what is his name? I can't even think of his full name right now. Let me look it up real quick. James Charles. Okay. So he had a friend uh, that – like, he does makeup. Like, apparently he's a makeup, like, masterful, I don't know, and does YouTube videos. Has, like, 16 million YouTube subscribers. Okay. And he's got this friend who sells these supplements of some sort, but he made a shout-out to a competitor of his friend. So this this friend of his made a 40-minute YouTube video calling him out on all of his BS, and everybody was, oh, we're canceling James Charles. <laughs> Why? Well, because apparently she brought up all these points that he's he's trying to seduce straight guys into having sex with him, and and I don't know what it's, it's the it's the weirdest fucking thing. Explain what? Okay, let, try your best to articulate this because that came out of left field. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, so this uh, this Tati, I don't know what her name is. I'm Tati West Westbrook. Okay. Made this 40 minute video because she was upset that James Charles uh, made a shout out to one of her competitors. So in this video. What? Why? Well, I don't understand why that would be a bad thing. I don't either. Okay. Anyway, so she she point, uh, points out that he likes to try to slide into straight guys DMs. <laughs> this, this is the conversation we're having in 2019. <laughs> And okay. try to convince them that they're gay so that they have sex with him. Um, well, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, is that is that a crime? Is that a bad thing? So Tati Westbrook uploaded a 43-minute-long video titled Bi Sister to her YouTube channel, heavily criticizing now, Charles. was it spelled B-I? No, B-Y-E. Sister? No. Okay. Because um, could have worked. So Westbrook accused Charles of manipulating people's sexuality and using fame, power, and money to play with people's emotions. After this, uh, Charles set a YouTube record for losing over 1 million subscribers in less than 24 hours. It, are, are they accusing him of being a sexual predator? Apparently, yeah. Because he chatted it up with some dudes on... On uh, on Twitter? Yeah. That's all it is? Twitter and Instagram. He's sliding into the DMs. It, okay. But, like, DMs of what? Like, minors? No. No, just, okay. just straight guys. Just dudes. Just dudes. And then the dudes are like, what? They're like, yeah, I want to have sex with you. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, what? I don't understand the issue here. Where's the lack of consent coming in? I've never that's, heard of this dude. That's just it. Like that that is the thing. Like this has blown up to major proportions in in this in this world. I need to read into this. Yeah, you so, do. So, all right, this guy James Charles here yep. he is on 
on Twitter. Yep. I made a video today not to start a war, but to take responsibility for my actions and clear my name. There are two sides to every story, and now you've heard both. I'm sure more will be said, but I'm moving on. You can form your own opinions, but please do not send any hate to anyone. I'm literally begging all of you. The internet has seen enough negativity in the last few weeks. Text your friends and tell them you love them. Give someone a compliment, but don't be too forward. Appreciate what, hmm. <laughs> appreciate what you have and those around you. Uh, love you all. Yeah, so some of these guys, some of these models are coming out and saying, oh, I got a message from James Charles, and, you know, he was trying to hit on me. It, so? Yeah. Again, this I, is... this. I is, don't care. This is the conversation we have in this world. I Okay, obviously I need to read these text messages. Like, I because yeah. I, 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 I'm not qualified to, like, speak on this clearly. But from what you've explained to me, this doesn't seem too taboo. No. I, I, I guess I just need to – I don't know. I don't know. If you're straight and you don't want to suck a dick, don't suck a dick. Yeah, just be like, I don't want to. Yeah, just like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been successfully avoiding that my whole life. I, yeah, me too. I, I found no problem. No. Have you ever been in that situation before, Rob? Never. Anybody slid into your DMs and like <laughs> – No. You know, convinced you to suck a dick? No, Never. I've done All right then. What's the I've problem? probably done worse things. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read into this. I have no idea what yeah, I'm you talking check about it here, out. Obviously. You guys, but you guys, no, we're not doing it. I'm not doing it justice. I know that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, so, so the, I'm reading a Washington Post article. I'm not seeing any like. I guess he did a video with the text messages, the aforementioned text messages yeah. in there. Yeah. Now we get we got to draw the line at some point, like what's sexual assault and what's not, because right. this whole like thought crime thing is really getting yeah. crazy. And to me, this is this is it. This is an example of that. Yeah. I mean, I I I don't. I I guess if a gay guy hit on me, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, right? Like I'm flattered, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like what part of that transaction is is uh, is uncomfortable? Right. I understand. Right. Like, like how else are are, are like people supposed to have sex yeah. if it doesn't start that way? I don't. I don't I, know. I really am tired of this this random hookup bullshit, though. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I just. No, I I get it. Like, yes, there should be um, a stronger adherence to like. Some sort of moral rules. Right. And not like a universal moral rules, but like people should set for themselves certain boundaries. Yeah. I think that's right. But I also think like we're taking away the whole idea of courting someone. Mm-hmm. Like we're taking away like the, the whole process is being turned into a contractual exchange now. Yeah, it is. You know, it's like, okay, do you want, do I have your consent? Do you have my consent? <laughs> yeah. Let's shake on it. Can you yeah. please sign this non-disclosure agreement? Right. <laughs> you know, and again, like, I, I do think like there's a reasonable behavior. There's a common sense that I think most people should be able to adhere to. Right. And I think like we can still go on the honor system with this, can't we? Like, obviously there are exceptions and people do some fucked up stuff. Yeah. But like, I think generally speaking, everybody knows like the rules of the game, right? Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, that's been my experience, at least. I don't know. I don't know. But the, the vast majority of people that I know... It just I seems like we yeah. can't do one thing without it just sliding in the complete opposite, you know, extreme direction. 
that's yeah. There's that's there's the, never any common sense used. No. No. Because people are not very commonsensical. No. That's the problem no. more than anything else. <laughs> people are dumb. Yeah. I'll read into the story some more though. I'll yeah, get you back to. to you. Yeah. I will let you know. I'm not up on the YouTube. I'm just not It, it is amazing how m- the economy there. That's maybe what blows me away more than anything. Like you can be more successful on YouTube than you can in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's it's nuts to me. Like I watch, even if your audience not is not as big, you the monetization, right? Like the margins that you're getting are insane. I, I watch a few like tech based uh, YouTube channels, and, and I mean these guys are building out these massive studios, these massive studios, and employing, you know, oodles of people, and I'm talking twenty to thirty people, all because one dude did YouTube videos, right? You know. Dude, I don't know how much PewDiePie is worth, but, like, the sky must be the limit with that dude. Oh, yeah. Like, I, he literally does everything by himself. I'm going to I'm gonna mention a name that you've never heard of. Okay. Uh, Linus Tech Tips. That's one of them that I, that I watch. Uh-huh. You've never heard of him, right? No, of course not. He is he, – he started doing these tech videos and reviews and, and you know, building PCs and, and you know, overclocking and, and video cards and gaming. It, it, it was him that started it. He now has this massive studio with probably at least eight different sets that he can record from. He Jesus. employs over 30 people now. All because he's done YouTube videos. And he puts out a new YouTube video every day. Yeah. And, and you know, he's sitting there talking, well, I spent 10000 on this camera. And, yeah, th- this this editing machine is, is 15000 And... Oh, I just dropped this four thousand dollar, you know, CPU, broke it. I don't know what I'm gonna do, you know. Right. And I'm like, you know, you you just listed off thirty thousand dollars worth of stuff. It's, it's you know what I think it is about these videos too. I'm starting to realize this more and more. The internet, I think, gave a platform to people just to be themselves. Maybe. And and I I don't think like. TV or movies or whatever the the uh, the previous route to uh, national stardom was, I don't think like there was room for a person to just get on a webcam and talk about a solid state drive for two hours. Right. It's like the people just went on and they just spoke about stuff that they would that they were thinking about. Right. You know, and and it turns out people are really niche. Like people yeah. really like getting into the weeds with stuff. And I don't think like that's the sort of platform television allows for you. And, television is like a bang, bang, bang. Where's the hook? Where's the debate? Right. Where's the hot take? Where's the segment? But more and like YouTube just allows you to get on and just ramble about stuff. And it turns out people will listen, which is unbelievable. It is. And and here's the thing. More people watch a daily Linus Tech Tip video than watches, say, Conan on TBS. Oh, of course. But Conan, I, it's that's what's so weird to me, is Conan, more people have heard of Conan O'Brien than they have of, of Linus Sebastian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he but, is but, a popular... Right, but yet Linus gets way more viewers on a daily basis. Because Linus – so what he's doing is like hanging out in the treehouse 
talking to all the nerds. Maybe, yeah. Right? That stuff is not, like, talked about publicly. That's, no. like, behind the... Conan is the prom king. Yeah. Right? So that's the difference. Like, both have just the exact same sphere of influence. It's just that one is in the shadows and one is out in the public. And that's what the internet allows you to do. It allows you to get your freak on in many ways. Maybe, yeah. You know, it allows you to just talk about the shit that you didn't think anybody was interested in. Like you and I sitting here talking. <laughs> right. It's a, it's still unbelievable to me that people are interested in this dialogue. Right. But that's the, the platform that we have on the internet. Yeah. You know, it, it, um, it allows us to just get stuff off of our chest. Sometimes really niche stuff. Right. Like, we've talked about game shows on this podcast, like <laughs> old 70s game yep. shows, for an hour and a half at a time. Yeah, I know. And people are interested in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's just not the sort of runway that you get on those other platforms. No. You know? And I no, think because, because there's such a, there's only 24 hours in a day on a TV channel. It's that, but I also think it's our underestimation of each other's attention spans. Maybe. Like, I think we, and I'm saying we as, like, the, the, the group that produces media, assumed that audience members are just these moldable sheeple that will look at the, the, the glittery thing and the famous attractive person while ignoring the more nuanced stuff. Yeah. And, like, they assume we had short attention spans, and they assumed that... uh you know, we we didn't think too much about the content we were consuming. Right. And I think what we're learning with the internet, as much as people like to say that our attention spans are are shrinking, they're actually way larger than we thought they oh, were. Oh yeah. Like people are willing to sit there, but and listen to a three hour podcast on YouTube, and that was never even conceivable in 1970, no. 1980, no. or but even the early 2000s I, for that. I heard matter. a really interesting statistic not too long ago that. Compared to people a hundred years ago, we take in more data in a day than people a hundred years ago took in in a lifetime. That's nuts. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's nuts. Like we take in more information, more news, more more stories, more, you know, whatever in a day than a person living a hundred years ago would have taken in in their lifetime. Yeah. Because, you know, people – Because we have a capacity to learn, I think. Well, not only that, it, it's it's just the technology has changed. Sure. You know? Well, the technology I'm saying is enabling that. Right. Uh, but, I, but I just point... think the, the common consensus used to be mass audiences are stupid. Yeah. And they'll change the channel after five seconds if they're bored. And but I, I think still, the internet think, is teaching us that that's not true. I think that's still the case. But it's people like – it, it, it's this localization, really, because Linus Linus is a god in the tech community, but a nothing everywhere else. Yeah, he's a nothing everywhere else. So he's well, a, I, he's like a local celebrity for a group of people that have come together on on this platform. And I would say that that it's more a reflection of the content than it is the audience. Maybe like, I, I think I think before. The assumption was people won't watch this because they're too dumb. I just think the content on the internet is more stimulating than the stuff we were producing before. Maybe. So you're getting more out of a Linus broadcast if you're into tech than you would be watching an episode of Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And so, I again, it's it, it, it says more about the content 
than it does the audience. I just think the assumption was fundamentally wrong. You look at somebody, say, living in the 1950s. That's like a person who, you know, would make a screw head (laughs) over and over again, becoming a celebrity in the 1950s. I know, right. You know? It's a crazy thing. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's nuts. But that's what it is. It is. That's the world we're living in now. Yeah. And I guess that's a better world. I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, I, I think it is too. But but then we just we just can't stop knocking people down. I, I still yes, I don't certainly. understand that, that is still certainly a problem, and yeah. it's and it's compounded based on technology. Yeah. Yes, I think uh, I think it's safe to say technology sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. It still amazes me though that we hold these things in our hand that are are computers. I mean, we yeah. can do anything with it. Yeah, pretty soon there'll be more than that, too. Oh, yeah. Pretty soon there'll be, like, other beings. I work in technology every day, and it's magic to me. Yeah. It's magic to me. The fact that you and I are talking? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, seriously. We're having a conversation with each other, and, and the sound quality is like we're sitting next to each other. Yeah. You are halfway across the country, and there's no delay. I know. We're in different time zones. Yeah. It's instantaneous. It is. <laughs> and you just think about, like, my voice leaving my mouth right now, entering this microphone, and and the, the distance it has to go in my house just to get out to the internet. Right. If you stood in an open field... And you were on the other end of the field, and I and I was here, and right. I screamed at you. Yeah, the sound would travel you in a slower period of time than it would over Skype. Right. It would take longer Halfway for across that the to country. Happen. Right. Yeah. So really, what we've done is is in a way broken the sound barrier. Yeah. We have defied the rules of sound <laughs> through technology. People don't think about it that way, but that is what happens. Because it right? just it turns into light and is well, are radio waves, and, and and goes at the speed of light across the country. Wow, think about that. Yeah, Jesus, wait till we break the the light barrier. Yeah, I don't think we can. Oh yes, we're gonna get there. You don't know. Yes, they say that the speed of light is the speed limit of the universe. Nothing is faster. We've not discovered anything faster than the speed of light. Wait till we get there. We won't. Uh, I I believe every scientist in the history of mankind has always said shit like that. No, I I believe that the speed of light is the absolute speed limit. Nothing can go faster than the speed of light. Do you follow the Twitter account Freezing Cold Takes? No. It's like a sports account that like bookmarks anytime anyone says the Warriors are going to be totally out of the playoffs after that loss. <laughs> and then two months later, freezing cold takes will will tweet out the link and say, like, what an idiot. Hindsight 2020. But that's I'm, I'm bookmarking that as a freezing cold take. <laughs> OK, that's what that is. No, that is the fastest we'll ever reach. OK, we're like, come on, dude. Nothing, we didn't know what it was a hundred years ago. Nothing in the universe travels faster than the speed of light. Nothing yet. Yet. What do you mean yet? yet? the The universe is fourteen billion years old. <coughs> Who's to say there isn't something that exists that is immeasurable by our metric? I just, 
Like, I, who's to say? I, who's I, to say that, like, our senses are, are where the universe stops and starts? Well, now you're just really getting into, like, quantum shit. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I I don't know. Science, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> Science, bitch. <laughs> I feel like that's where we're going, right? I don't know. I... <sighs> Dude, thing... I'm not so sure we're not living in a simulation. So I, I'm not. I know that's the scary thing. That's it. I'm not putting a kibosh on this speed of light thing yet. That's unless you could prove to me we're not in the Matrix right now. Yeah. No, I know. They were supposed I'm like to be twenty percent sure that we're in the Matrix. By the way, they were supposed to be conducting an experiment sometime to see if we could prove if we were in a real life or in a simulation. I feel like that's literally impossible. I don't know what they. I I didn't understand it. I didn't By the rules of the simulation, like, would the simulation allow for its participants to test whether or not it's a simulation? Well, it depends on how, how good the simulation is. I mean, let's be honest. From my point of view, this simulation sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like most simulations would suck, though. Yeah, maybe. Dude, would you want to live in a video game? Unless it's, like, Sonic the Hedgehog? No. Of course not. No. You wouldn't want to live in doom. But if we are, we are. That's what I mean, though. So, like, simulation sucking is not evidence one way or the other. No. I don't believe for a minute we live in a simulation, but it's, I'm it's just scary saying to think I'm not about. I'm ruling out the theory. It's scary to think about. Oh, it's the most terrifying thing in the world. Can you bring up, by the way, your doomsday, uh, the, your these articles you've been sending me? Oh my god, the asteroid thing? Yes. What is, okay, there's nothing specific that is happening, but all I see lately are these, oh, this asteroid's coming close, NASA's prepping for, what the hell have I been sending you? It has, it has freaked me out though. So I think you've sent me three articles in the last two weeks. I could have. Um, let me, I'll pull up the first one. Here's what it says. NASA and FEMA will simulate an impending asteroid strike. Why? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, Anyway, sorry. What do they know that we don't know is really the question. Yeah. (laughs) Why would this come up? So that was story number one. It was on Gizmodo. Okay. NASA head expects a major asteroid strike in your lifetime. Yep, that's article number two. Yep. And it's like, oh shit, They turns out they do know something that we don't yeah. know. <laughs> and then article three you sent me last week, NASA accidentally destroys New York City in, a, in an attempt to save Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it was just a simulation. But again, I, and I think that all came back to the FEMA-NASA simulation partnership that they were doing. Yep. But Why? Why all of a sudden are these articles popping up? It's an it's an excellent point. So there is an asteroid uh, for twenty twenty nine, I believe it is. It's called Apophis. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find it. So it it comes close to Earth. They thought, I mean, when it, they first discovered it, they're like, "Oh fuck, it might hit us." <laughs> <laughs> so of course. It would, uh, there's a 2.7% uh, probability that it would hit Earth on April 13th, a Friday, by the way, of 2039. 
and then it swings back. Oh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Then here's Damn. the here's the kicker. It swings back around on in 2036 on another Friday the Thirteenth. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Nine 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 right, four two Apophis. I've, I've done. <laughs> I've done the simulation research. The experiment is done. Oh, is we're it? living in it? No, we're not. Yeah, we're. <laughs> We're living in it. Asteroid is going to hit Earth <laughs> twice on Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay. All right. So the, I, I, I've heard all I need to hear. So the approaches are April 13th, 2029. Um, and then where's the 30? Oh, then it's late March of 2036. And then April 12th, 2068. So 10 years. Yeah. All right. Well, it's over. Nice <laughs> knowing you. If you really want to prepare for an asteroid impact, you might as well simulate some of the worst possible outcomes, like an asteroid blasting into the heart of New York City. Last week, NASA, FEMA, and space agencies around the world simulated an impending asteroid strike and how they'd respond during the annual IAA Planetary Defense Conference. Yeah, these are the crackpots I want yeah. working on my <laughs> the, 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 uh Asteroid simulations. But the end of the simulation took a rather unfortunate turn. The simulation began with the imaginary discovery of the fictional 2019 PDC, which had a 1 in 50,000 chance of hitting Earth thanks to its eccentric orbit that would take at, uh, that would take it at closest 18 times the moon's distance away. But as imaginary years passed the simulation, the odds of the impact steadily increased until it became certain that a 600-foot-wide asteroid would hit Earth. The location of the impact was initially determined to be near Denver, and the researchers determined that the city would face unsurvivable conditions. Even grains of sand would explode. What? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. The participants in the simulation decided to slam spaceships into the asteroid in hopes of deflecting it, uh, but uh, turns out that ricocheted into New York City, so they made it way worse for themselves. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with here. So here's the thing with this April 13th, 2029 uh, Apophis. It will come no closer, it says, than 19,400 miles above Earth. That is really fucking close. That is closer than, say, the satellite that gives you uh, uh, TV. If you have, oh, like, direct... That's, that's, if, yeah, that's, like, close to our atmosphere then, right? Right. So, okay, the the satellite that it say let's say Directv or Dish, so that swings out there. It's in what they call a geosynchronous orbit, meaning that when you get twenty five thousand miles away from Earth or approximately, and you park that satellite there, that satellite stays above a certain point on the Earth. Okay. So it rotates at the same uh, speed around the Earth as you do, basically, on the ground. So that satellite is always, no matter what time of day, straight above you. Incredible. That's about 25,000 miles away. This is going to come within 19,000. So it's, it's going to come closer than those, than those satellites that provide, uh, satellite tv to your house and it's just gonna graze it it's gonna graze the atmosphere is that what it, they're no, saying no no because it, the atmosphere is only about a hundred miles up you're about a you're out of the earth's atmosphere a hundred miles up and how are we sure that it's gonna 
stay in that location? Just by looking at it. And if we're wrong? Uh, it hits the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It is a 370 meter uh, in diameter. Oh, that's not that big. No. What was the one that slammed into Russia in 2013? Oh, right. I forgot about that. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was... That was 20 meters. <laughs> oh, shit. And and that did some damage. <laughs> that it did. Yes. This This is 370 meters. Okay, so it's I mean, football it, field. It would wipe out a nation. It would? Oh, yeah. If this slammed into Earth anywhere, I mean, you're talking a, a sizable tsunami if it hit uh If it water. hit ocean. Yeah. It would wipe out a nation. 370. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, science is weird. Yeah. Three football fields, that's, that's like, that's... That's a big fucking a percentage rock. of a town, though. A I, big, mean, I don't know. That's a big fucking rock. That affects the whole world? That okay. affects the whole nation? Look rather? at the Arizona, what is it, meteor crater. Okay. Hey, have you seen a picture of that? I don't think I have. Look it up right now. I should have went to this. Let me see. Meteor crater. Why was I was in this town. Oh, I should have went. Yeah, you should have. Ah, I was literally right there. I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, 18 miles, 160 feet, 50 meters. That's, oh yeah. I'm looking at. So that's a 50 meter. And that did some fucking damage. I get it. But what does that do to the surrounding area though? So you're kicking up dust and debris in, into the atmosphere. You're, you're going to, you're going to choke out the sun for a while. Really? Oh Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That much dust and debris, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I should have went to this. Yeah, you should have. I didn't know you were Flags. that close to it. Yeah, I was. Flagstaff was not too far away from where I was. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you would have twisted your ankle. I definitely would have. <laughs> <laughs> At least I would have said it. it an <laughs> asteroid took me out. True. As opposed to a sidewalk. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Uh, uh, so that and then earthquakes, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah. That's nuts. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's hope that that doesn't happen, okay? I, right. I agree. Let's, let's hope and pray that our simulation gods uh, take board. care of us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't decide to fuck with us. I'm on board for nothing bad happening. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, no, I, can we, uh, this is, what? here's the thing though. Like, th- I, we talk about stuff like this that scares the holy hell out of me. Yet, I'm worried about retirement. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, retirement has been freaking me out lately. Why? I don't know. Because I definitely want to retire. <laughs> okay. But I have just been throwing money just to try to, you know, have something someday. I'm free- Are you afraid that you're not going to have enough to retire? Yeah. On? Oh, yeah. Ter- what? I thought you had enough in the bank. Terrified. Like I do, you s- have a four hundred one k? Oh, fuck yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> I have okay. So the US government will take care of you. There's oh, okay. Well, about, fine. Right? All right. I'm feeling the burn then. <laughs> no, I just I like lately it's been freaking me out. Like I read all these articles like, "Oh, if you if you have this, then, you know, by the time you retire, you'll have a million dollars. And if you do this, and by the time you retire, you'll have a million dollars." And I'm Are like, you investing in precious metals? Like, Did Eric Von Detten get a hold of you? <laughs> Is that what's happening here? It has, yes. Am I about to hear a pitch for Roslyn Capital? Is was this a long commercial to get there? <laughs> Holy shit, Robert! Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just been freaking me out. Like I opened up another retirement account today. Like, oh, if you have a Roth IRA, you can put <laughs> money into that every every year. You'll have a million dollars by the time you retire. I can't believe this. You're in your 30s, bro. I know. I know. And What's the issue? You have no kids. It scares me to death because I want to have this retirement where I move somewhere warm and I just don't have to do anything. Like, I just want this easy life someday. Yeah, that's attainable. You're, you're, you're not betrothed. Oh. You're good. But I have no money. <laughs> Look, man, this, once you put a ring on something, then it's a different story. Uh, no. So you're good. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Are you worried that your your window is closing on love? Is oh, the window is, is closed, I think. Oh, stop it. So I've been talking to this girl. Oh, late, boy. Lately. Well, it's been a while since we did this. I know. All right, everybody get quiet. <laughs> Dim the lights, Rob. No, has a story. I re- my retirement is way more important than this. <laughs> no, let's do no, it. No, my do retirement. It. Let's do it. <laughs> but I have the four hundred one k. Well, I don't. It's not a. Wait, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Talk about the girl. My retirement. <laughs> get get back on it, please. No, there's just you owe the listeners this. There's just. I've been talking to somebody and there's a chance that <laughs> Oh, it's you were no- nothing's going to happen. I don't even know why I get my hopes up anymore. All right, in all seriousness, let me fade this down. What are we talking about here? No, I just I don't know why I'm even getting my hopes up. But there's a chance that Sunday we're going to meet up. And meet each Who's other. Who's the girl? For, for the first time. So we met on an app. Um, okay. What app? Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> what app? Tender. Okay. So she was she was through the area and we matched up. Uh, so she lives a couple hours away. Ah. And so we were chatting on there for a while and it's now moved to Snapchat. And yes, as. Most millennials. Do. Yes, right. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to stay with the kids. Sure. Um, she's of age. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> but we've been talking. Maybe Sunday we might do something. But I just don't think it's going to happen. Why? We talked a little bit today, and there's just no carrying on of the conversation. Like I tried to start a conversation, and it just kind of petered out (laughs) (laughs) i see (laughs) so i don't know i just i I don't know i just had a pep talk the other day two hours oh god uh some friends of mine were like bro 
time to bunker down. Yeah. Get on an app. Shave those and, pubes. And, and, God damn it, bro. <laughs> and get on it. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, get on it. I know. And so uh, I'm I'm working on it, bro. I'm working on it. Yeah. It it is uh it's a weird thing though. Online dating is strange. It is. I've always like, found it very strange. And 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 she wants to come like to my town, and that's fine. I, I that's fine. I just I don't know if I want to open up to that. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird that we're supposed to just like. Get to know someone over text, right? Never meeting them in person, and then like start an intimate thing. Yeah, uh, sounds kind of familiar, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this podcast was found on the exact same <laughs> exact same principle or yeah. anything. Uh, but yeah, it is it is sort of weird. But I guess again, like if the two of us are are really close friends and we've never met in person why can't you no but you and i have spent hundreds of hours not only on on this show but on the phone together hundreds yeah i guess i mean i've i've been talking to this chick for a couple weeks yeah just through text yeah it's so weird it's so like weirdly impersonal it is here's the problem with me too i don't know if you're the same way there is nothing like no part of the sales pitch for myself can be articulated on a dating profile. No. Nothing good can be like there's nothing I can do. No. Because I... it's all photos and it's like little witty pickup lines. Right. And 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 I'll open up to this right now. I I I think I need some professional help in terms of my trust issues. Holy oh, yeah. fuckaroni do I have some trust issues. Really? And because I have of other relationships? Yeah, I I don't know. I've always had it though. Like I've never trusted anybody. Why do you figure that is? I I don't know. I would love to know the source of that. Love to know the source of that. I heard about this um therapy. Uh now while we're doing therapy corner. Yeah. Well, um, therapy. So so this eating disorder thing. Yeah. Um I've been looking for like solutions for it right. um ever so slowly. Um and I was just recommended by two separate people in my life the same treatment because they had both undergone it in mm-hmm. therapy sessions themselves. And it's called uh, EDMR, I okay. think. Uh, yeah, let me let me look up the exact term. Uh, yeah, e- eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Hmm. So it's the the conceit is that the issues that you have could stem from trauma that you don't even recognize. And this is supposed to be like not quite hypnotism, but a way to uh, uh, like access those traumatic memories and, and see them from a different point of view. And yeah, EMDR is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And I'm like starting, starting to look into it because I'm starting to think that, this was not just something I was born with. This was at some point programmed into me, but I just have no idea where that stems from. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way with my trust issues. Like, I don't know where it comes from because both you and I have come from loving families. Incredibly loving families. Yeah. 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 And, and and there are people out there that have come from way worse families that are, are I feel like, more normal than you or I. Oh, certainly. And, and, and so part of me feels guilty about that too. Like, 
you know, I, I had a great upbringing. Right. But I don't know what happened in my life where I just don't trust anybody, especially women. Oh, yeah. Do I have trust with issues with women? I, yeah, I feel the same way about it. There is like a weird guilt that you have. Yeah. Because like there's nothing to complain about. And yeah. I've also just like grown up not being the type of guy to like bitch about how much of a victim I am. Right. Like that's just not like what I was like brought up to do. No. Um, and so I think though a lot of times that's resulted in me just burying the issue. Oh, for sure. Me too. You know? And it's just like, what am I whining about? My life yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Like I just have a dope life compared to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's fair. I, I, I would just like to find out where these trust issues come from because, because I think there's, there's a strong possibility. I know it's certainly in my case and maybe in your case too, that it was a moment that didn't mean any, anything to anyone in the room. Mm-hmm. Like it could have just been like one traumatic thing when you were like an infant or something. Right. Like I, I, like in my specific instance, it might've been that I was in the room eating dinner and like someone in my family screamed at another member of my family or something was on the TV or just like there was something because think about this. I'll I'll put it to you this way. My brother was asking me, why is it that there is some, why is it that food specifically edible items repulse you? Right. He said, if you go out in the yard right now, pick up a rock from the middle of the, the yard and put it in your mouth, would that be more or less pleasant than eating a slice of pizza? And I said, that's definitely more pleasant than eating a slice of pizza. Yeah. That's so it's not about putting weird objects in my mouth per se. <laughs> Jesus. I knew that was coming. <laughs> the Milo. So it's, <laughs> it's not like a weird like OCD thing or like a repulsion to just any foreign object. It's specifically food. Right. So that means there had to be a moment. That's not something you're born with. No. There has to be a moment associated with food that led to the trauma. Yeah. So that's what I guess this treatment is about. And I'm going to look into it and I'll, you, I'll keep you guys abreast of how it goes. Touched inappropriately while you were eating. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> You'd never know, dude. I, never, I don't know. Someone like, wrapped my dick in a salami sandwich and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and they bit down on it. <laughs> yeah, it was and, over. And I, I will say this. The own, the, the most traumatic thing that has probably happened to me, besides the loss of, of a close grandma, mm-hmm. I was in high school at that point. But I, the, the only other traumatic thing that I can think that has ever happened to me is, you know, when I was in elementary school, my best friend moved away. Yeah. And, and that hurt because I had nobody else. Right. This, he came, uh, probably when, I was in fourth or fifth grade and by seventh or eighth grade, he was gone. Okay. Somewhere. He was probably here about three years. Best friend I've ever had ever. And he left and I never, I've never talked to him again. We've lost touch. I mean, we were in eighth grade in, in 95. So when he moves to another state, it's hard it's hard to stay in contact with somebody like that. Right. Yeah, I and wonder so, if that was part of it. And you felt like there was nobody else that you could confide there's in. There's nobody else. There's huh. nobody else. I, I'm from a small town. And by that point, everybody else had their, friend, their, their friends established. And, and, of course, they were all heavy drinkers. 
you know, by the time that's we, interesting. By the time we were in high school, everyone was just plastered all the time, and I just had no interest in that. None. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I was I was a similar way, but I no. I had a posse that felt the same way as me, and mm-hmm. I I could see that like being kind of shitty if you didn't. Right. Yeah, and oh, I, lived, I could see that certainly being a I thing. Was no nine question. miles from town, living out in the country. Right. Which is nobody's fault. I loved living out there and being able to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was away from the I was away from the action. Sure. You know, so if something spontaneous came up, I heard about it the next day. But right. if that so, if that translates into trust issues with women, I don't know how. Well, I think like there there's something to be said about how you were kept at a distance. From, like, your peers. Maybe. And now you feel the need to keep them at a distance. Maybe. Like, you were unable to, like, share sort of intimate moments with them. Yeah. And that Uh, could be. You know? Like, I I certainly, like, as someone that was, you know, not the popular kid in high school, like, I could definitely (laughs) see that being a a long-term thing. Woof, me neither. (laughs) You know? (laughs) No, man. I I was, like, a freak. But luckily for me, I wasn't in a small town. So right. there were a lot of other freaks with me. Yeah. Uh, so there, it was like a communal thing. And that was, that was the great thing about high school. And it's one of the awesome things that you're supposed to discover about high school. And then college is that being a freak is not only okay, it's normal. Right. Uh, and like, I could see that, it, but that sort of stunting your growth a little bit. If, if that's what your high school experience, but was imagine, like. yeah, imagine, you know, there's six boys in the class that I graduated with. Six guys. Yeah. Five of them are heavy drinkers. Yeah, that's weird. And man. one of them's me. <laughs> wow. You know, not a heavy drinker. I'm the sixth one. Sure. You know, so I had nothing in common with these people. Nothing. Yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. tough for sure. No, I could I could definitely see that being a thing. And then I go to a college, which I loved my college experience, but I go to a college where 65% of the people are, are non-traditional. So I'm 18 and everyone else is 24. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, I didn't he, know that. Yeah. So here again, I'm I'm at a I'm at a tech school where everyone else can go out to the bar, and I can't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if that has something to do with the fact that most of your friends are now young. It could be. It could be. Like your best friend is eight years younger than you, right? Seven, yeah. Yeah, seven years younger than you. I wonder if that's like a common through line. It could where be. you just never felt like you were one of the guys. It could be. So like the rest of your relationships have always been like a weird like uh like a weird age gap. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? But again, how this translates into me not trusting I, I have. Well, it's my, all connected. I mean, I don't but know. I do it's have my. Connected. I have my trust issues with my quote unquote best friend. You yeah. Know? But it's also easier. Like, for example, I have no problem trusting my thirteen-year-old younger cousin. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. nothing he can do to hurt me. He's not a threat. No. So I I wonder if, like, oh, he will be the, someday. Well, <laughs> sure, someday. <laughs> But but there's something that like you, um, 
there's like a certain power dynamic that comes with age, whether or not you know it. Yeah. Where where it's like they can't hurt you in the same way that a woman your age could hurt you. Maybe. You know. So I, but again, I, it's, I'm but sure again, it's all connected girl, to a certain this extent. The girl no? that I'm talking to is 26. There you go, dude. You know. Yeah, but okay, but there's a reason why she's not 35. Because all the 35 year olds are boring as fuck. <laughs> they maybe all, it's part of that. Maybe it's not. They all got kids and are divorced. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's that. But but it it just. I comes, think it might be a little deeper than that, though. It it comes down to me not trusting even. I mean, obviously, I've talked to her for two weeks. I, yeah, I don't think like your trust issues with a girl on Tinder should is. I don't think that's a problem. No, but it's it's yes, it's, it's everything. It's everyone, and that's what bothers me. Yeah, I hey maybe talk to somebody. I I, I think I need to. Yeah, as helpful as this is. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> as entertaining <laughs> as, as this is, uh, here's all of your. But it it it, it frustrates me to a very large extent that we that I tried to start a conversation today and and she never she never put any effort into it. I mean, we've been talking for well, 2 weeks. It moves that's... it moves to Snapchat and and literally just moved to Snapchat yesterday. And and I yeah. tried to start a conversation today and I just get blah. And it's like motherfucker. Well, that could be a problem of expectation too it could be like you may be looking for more than she is yeah but she's the one that's talking about coming sunday or maybe she's just like really awkward i don't know well she'd almost have to be to find me attractive (laughs) (laughs) some people are just bad at socializing maybe people just suck I don't know. She Look, seems... as a as a nerd, I always assumed that people were really bad at having conversations. Or really yeah. were, were good at ha- at conversations and I just sucked at it. I'm Turns a... out nah, they're way worse than me. Really? Oh yeah. See, I'm kind of in that same I'm in that same boat. Like, oh, everybody else must have really good conversation skills. Yeah, everybody must know what's going on. Yeah. And it but turns out, is, no, I'm way better. The thing that irritates me about me, I guess, is I see other people having good conversations with strangers that they've met or, you know, had a one night stand with and, and have kept in contact. with. What do you mean seeing them having conversations? What does that mean? I mean, my friends that, that are texting all these girls all the time that, you know, Oh, well we slept with her one time, blah, 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 but we're still talking. Okay. What do you think they're talking about? I have no idea. Nothing. The answer is nothing. <laughs> That's the answer. But, but at least they're talking. My no, point, they're not. My though, point Rob. is they're not. My point is, I tried to have a conversation today, and it was back and forth twice. It was. I yeah, sent okay. a message. I got a response. I sent another message. I got a response, and that was the end of the conversation. Okay. Again, they're not talking about anything. They are playing a game. Oh, true. They're doing a dance with each other. True. It's nothingness. It's absolute nothingness because that's what people are trained to do. So like and this is one of the big anxieties with guys like you and me and I'm I'm just really I'm just starting to learn this. Uh nobody has any idea what the hell is going on. 
No. Like, seriously, nobody knows what the rules of this game are supposed to be. No one knows the appropriate or inappropriate way to talk to someone. Like, no one is good at walking up to a person at a bar and starting a conversation. But why... But why is every person that I talk to this is this is why I think I need the professional help. Uh-huh. Why is every person that I talk to, I think in the back of my mind, they're coming to rob me. They're coming. <laughs> oh, no, well, no, no, I'm serious. They're coming. Sure. No, they're coming. That's to a take, different issue. They're coming to take my money. They're coming to rob me. They're coming to hurt me in some way. They're going to know where I live. They're going to know where I sleep motherfuckers better not mess with me <laughs> is that what the anxiety is really oh yeah that's an accurate description of oh fuck yeah well fuck yeah, yeah that's a that's a big thing yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's like getting a salami sandwich around your dick <laughs> it really that's, is sounds pretty so bad. so again why does my best friend moving away to another state in in sixth or seventh or eighth grade i don't even remember fucking when it was that that to me again bothers me like i don't know when he left yeah how does that translate into motherfuckers coming to rob me? <laughs> hide am, your kids, yeah. hide your wife, <laughs> hide your husbands because they raping everybody up in here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that's a question for a therapist. Uh, it is. It is. Because yeah, it's pretty nuts. It scares the hell out of me. My own yeah. brain scares the hell out of me. Well. That is my biggest enemy. <laughs> it's my own brain. I wake up in the morning cursing my brain. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, guess what? Your favorite podcasters are just as fucked up as you are. Hello. I hope you do th- do this therapy. Yeah. I um. I hope I can find an a- affordable option. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Health insurance just sucks oh, so much. And therapy appointments are so expensive, and I've just been trying to track down a guy that can do it. But, like, also, how can you put a price on that? It's, like, right. it's like my life. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know, I here's the other thing that I run into. Like, okay, I look for a therapist, which are few and far between around here. Mm-hmm. How can I trust that motherfucker? Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> they're a professional. It's their job. <laughs> Their but, job is to be trusted. But they're going to go home at night and go, whoa, did you <laughs> – what about that piece of shit I just saw today? <laughs> okay. First of all, they're not doing that. <laughs> Second of all, if they are, who the fuck cares? Uh, true, but – That's the bigger issue. Yeah. It's like who the fuck cares? I'm paying that person to judge me, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's a real catch-22. It is. Wow, I did not expect therapy session tonight. <laughs> I'm glad we had it, though. Fucking hour into this show, and we haven't <laughs> talked about anything we were planning on talking about. <laughs> um, let's let's dive in head first, then, shall we? Yeah, let's do. Let's let's do Survivor first. Yes, let's talk Survivor first. Okay, walk me through your thoughts on the ending. Um, so um, my boy K- Gavin, who I'd been rooting for for a long time, I feel like deserves it. Okay. Just because he didn't get to spend 28 fucking days with the rest of the jury. <laughs> sure. It, it's easy for somebody to come in like Chris, right? Is that his name? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you don't know his I name. I don't fucking know his name. Julie well, was the literally other. nobody in the audience did. Julie was the other one, right? Sure. Jules. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. By the way, did you see Chris's like dick bulge every once in a while? Jesus no, Christ. No, I wasn't paying attention that closely. Oh, there's just things that catch my eye and woof. <laughs> I need to replay <laughs> the tape on that. You do. Okay. Because holy fuckeroni. <laughs> well, he Go did, on. He, he had 28 days. Was it 28 days? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was twenty. To talk he with thirteen in the game, everybody thirteen in the game. Wow, I think it's yeah. Uh, I have the exact. He got numbers to know every single juror, every single one of them. He got to spend twenty eight days with. That is unprecedented. Twenty six days. 26 okay, days. Whatever. Right. It's unprecedented. Yeah, I think that's a fair criticism. Um, because not I, only did he get to sit on the jury, right? That's that's like that's like I, I don't know OJ being able to sit on his own jury and then go, oh hey, <laughs> I kind of did, but <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, I don't know if that was the reasoning of the jurors. They oh, certainly right. didn't admit that. It absolutely was. You can't, you will never convince me that spending time with somebody in that setting doesn't give you sympathy for that person. Okay. So Reem, for example, I buy that. She, I'm sure, fell in love with Chris because they spent so much time together. Yeah. I don't know if someone like Victoria, who ended up casting a vote for Chris, was thinking the same thing, though. Like, I think a lot of those jurors, particularly like the, the returning players, like Wentworth or Aubrey or, yeah. or, um, or David, I'm, I'm sure they were listening to the arguments with open ears. That's at least how they edited it. Yeah. It seemed like the jury was still open. I mean, there was at one point during the final count, tribal council where Jeff asked who was still undecided and all of them raised their hands. Yeah. Um, and I'll also say this. I thought his argument was very compelling. Like, if the point of – now, I'm not so sure the point of Survivor is to just make a great jury argument. I think it's a big part of Survivor. It's a huge part um, of Survivor. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that's what we should be casting a vote on. Like, I think you should also look at the season as a whole. But if I am viewing those three performances in a bubble and I said who made the best, like, legal argument as if they were testifying on the stand, Chris made the best argument. Right, but he could play – he knew what those people wanted to hear. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He knew exactly but, what they wanted to hear. But then you also have to ask yourselves, why didn't Lauren vote him out if she was so threatened by his his jury coddling? Like, there was a tribal where he was vulnerable, and Lauren gave him the idol. True. So they knew this. The other players knew this. But they were so dead set on Devons, which, fair enough, the guy's right. a massive threat. But they, rather than perceiving him as a threat and taking him out, they tried using him as a tool to get rid of Devons, which worked. But, you know, uh, sometimes you, you, you take your eye off the, the ball. And that's right. what happened with, but, with these players. But they, they never did take their eye off the ball because the point was to always get rid of Rick Devons. Always. Yes. At, 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 
any cost get rid right. of well, get yes, rid of Devin. at the cost of losing to Chris but some of their right. actions see they thought i think wrongly but they thought that Chris still in the game made it easier to get rid of Rick down the line i'm not so sure that's true nah i don't know i i think chris I, first of all chris and devin's both had possession of that immunity idol right if you voted one of those two out that idol's out of the game right so you know that's that's uh clear evidence they were in an alliance together it was very obvious that they were in alliance together they were a voting block right um so uh they they sort of they uh i guess what's the metaphor i'm looking for they uh they were so dead set their bloodlust for devons was so hot it was that they actually empowered Chris to build a a better resume for the final tribal. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was so unnecessary for for Lauren to give up the idol to him. That was a confounding move. It was. It's insane. But it was all because she had tunnel vision. Yes. So I I don't know. Do you blame Chris for that? No, I like, don't. You can't count that against Chris. No, absolutely not. But. I don't know if Chris could have won this game without setting with the jury for 26 days. Yeah, I'm not so sure either. I think that's fair. I knew Chris I knew Chris wrote his check when he decided which here's my other argument. He gave up his final immunity to to do a fire making challenge with with Rick. Mhm. How is that fair? How's what fair? Okay, so he gives up his idol, his immunity necklace, to who? Who did he give his immunity necklace up to? Julie. So, do we know for a fact that Julie said, okay, yes, Rick and Chris, you're gonna play, you're gonna do No, I don't think, I don't think that's the format. I don't think that's the format. I mean, these rules are so new that there's gray area. Yeah, well. But I, I, I think when you win immunity, see, the rules change at Final Four. So immunity with immunity comes the power to to decide who makes fire. He he gave up immunity though. Yeah, but I think he still retains the power. I think they're two separate things. It's a gray area. Yeah, it is a gray area. I mean, would Julie have done anything different though? I don't I don't think no, so. No, probably not, but it to me that that needs to be changed a little bit. Like cuz you're you're taking yeah. a risk. You're taking a risk of giving up your idol and then and and then Julie say or your necklace and Julie saying okay Gavin and 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 Chris go make fire right and then the move really blows up right in Chris's face right yeah exactly so that and, I feel like and that Julie be- looks pretty savvy if she does that exactly exactly because you're robbing him of this great moment right it's like the the move blows up in your face right yeah uh, that's a fair argument I never really thought of that but that's a fair argument I, I think that needs to be clarified somewhat. Jeff? Yeah, I don't think there's any chance things play out differently, but it but no. you should still leave open the possibility that it can. Right. That's true. I think yeah, that's I'm, true. I think if I'm on Survivor, I challenge that rule. Like By the way, <laughs> um in most seasons I would find that move incredibly stupid. Yeah. Like remember when Dominic was the guy Dominic, that was his name? I don't know. <laughs> uh the guy that, that the guy that was in the tie vote. Dominic and Wendell, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And he toyed around with the idea of giving up immunity yep. to take out Wendell and fire making. And I said mm-hmm. to myself, even though he ended up losing the season, that still would have been an incredibly yeah, right. stupid and yep. 
and egotistical move. Yeah. Like now you're just tempting fate with that. This is the one instance, the absolute only instance where I thought it was a good move. But Chris knew from 26 days of experience that everyone on that jury would be for him. Sure. Well, and also would respect that move. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. So he had an insight that Gavin never had a chance to have. Yeah, that's right. For some, And also, it should be pointed out, Gavin never received a vote. Just going to say that same thing. Yeah, how about that? Not one fucking time was his name written down. That's pretty incredible. That's very incredible. Now, some would argue that he only received no vote because he was never considered a threat. But maybe that's the whole point. And, yeah. and it comes down to, I think, which is why I actually found the finale so fascinating, what you value in a Survivor winner. Right. Like, is a good Survivor player someone that can coast under the radar but still remain in power? Like, say, Sandra, for example. Or is the best Survivor player the person that finds the most idols, dominates the challenges, um, makes bold moves, and uh, and may get voted out early because of that, like a Tony, for example. True. I think both are are valid because both people have won. Right. But I think the finale really tested that. It, it pointed the question very directly. Yeah. Um, which I, I just dig it. Like I know people are really upset because our audience are uh, are a bunch of Survivor diehard fans yeah. and purists. Yeah. I get it. I'm like the older I get, less and less interested with the purest form of survivor and more and more interested with drama and interesting conversations oh no i i definitely agree with you there like i love i'm into it just as a conversation because i enjoy talking about i love the past seasons that i love you know of course there's some duds in there Mm -hmm. um but i i like the 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 change up i Mm -hmm. like the drama i like the change up i do i just think this was a little unfair and i I also like being pissed off too to a certain extent yeah i think gavin absolutely deserves another chance i don't think he's gonna get one i don't think so either no i think the only person you bring back is devon's or maybe war dog and then we're done i hate war dog hate him (laughs) i thought he was all right not as much as boston rob but oh um Oh, by the way, should we talk about this winner's cast? Sure. Okay. So they're doing all winners finally. Yeah. Um, Why is Richard Hatch not here? I don't know. Yeah. Because they're afraid get... he's not going to pay his taxes. <laughs> Can they have a felon? I mean, maybe it's it's a felony thing. I mean, he's I thought a, that was all cleared up. He's a convicted felon, though. He spent time in jail. Yeah, I know. Is he still on probation? No, but he's a convicted felon. So? It, Who cares? It's still it's still a question on the, any job application that you have. So? Are you a convicted felon? The answer is yes. <laughs> Does anybody like at home care about Richard Hatch cheating on his taxes? Oh, I think so. Martha Stewart still has a show, doesn't she? Well, but she's with Snoop Dogg now. Oh, right. Exactly. Who the fuck cares? Okay. I, I'm just looking at this cast, and I see Ethan from Survivor Africa. Yes. I thought he died. But he no, just, dude. Just had the he's cancer. okay. He just had the cancer, huh? Yeah, he's. I think he, I believe he's cancer-free now. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought he had passed. 
No, he's he's. Which did you hear about the latest one who passed? That yes, the chick from China. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I wonder how what's his name is doing. The winner of Survivor China, Todd. Yeah, I watched that Doctor Phil episode. I have not seen it. I want to see it. Very upsetting. Oh, I bet it is. Very upsetting. And I think he actually claimed that the Doctor Phil producers set him up. Really. That they purposely put vodka in the dressing room. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a claim that he made. I definitely wanted to see him on this cast, but I understand why they yeah. wouldn't allow it. Um, yeah, the only the only uh, omission. So I'll just say, here here's who's back. Ethan, Sandra, who is coming back for 39, so I'm not sure how they're going to work that mm-hmm. out. Back-to-back Sandra seasons again, like we needed it. Yeah. Uh, Amber who is playing with Rob. Right. Seems odd. Yes. Uh, Danny Boatwright. I'm into it. Uh, it's, wow. 2005. Yeah, dude. Woof. Yule, finally? Finally? How long have we these been waiting people, for Yule to come back? These people are getting too old. Sorry. Yeah, 44. This is an old cast. Wow. Parvati coming back? Of course. Par- of course. Can't do all winners without her. No. Nope. Boston Rob, back, back-to-back back seasons again. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Sophie Clark, underrated winner. I liked her. Wow. Forgot all about her. She beat Coach in the final, remember? Yes. Kim Spradlin, obvi. I, I'm confusing her with someone. I thought Kim, this Kim was like 50 years old. No, she was the no, not Kimmy Kappenberg. Is that <laughs> Kimmy was on like no, Australian? No, no, I'm not. I'm thinking of somebody older, like gray, short gray hair. A Kim, a Kim who was short gray hair. That I don't remember. No, Kim Spradlin was the hot one. Okay, she was on One World. All right. Uh, Denise Stapley, I like her quite a bit. Oh yeah, she's like a cop. The sex therapist. She, yeah. Oh. Tyson. Okay. Tyson back. All right. Uh, Tony back. Tony. <laughs> Gotta love him. Who was the guy that we made fun of of masturbating in the bush? Fabio. <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> Trevor and I made fun of Fabio just jerking it all the time <laughs> in a bush. <laughs> Where's Fabio? Is he on this cast? <laughs> he is not, oh, unfortunately. He won, though, right? He did win. Yeah. That was, I believe, the worst season the show had ever done by a mile. <laughs> that was awful, that season. Uh, um, Yeah, Tony back. Uh, Natalie. Nadia! <laughs> Natalie back. Jeremy Collins back. Okay. Uh, Michelle, who I only vaguely remember. Don't remember her at all. She was the chick that won out of... She was on the season with Audrey and Ty. She beat them in the final. Wow, I'm seeing a picture of her. Do not remember her. <laughs> yeah. Wow, even the picture doesn't bring back anything. Yeah, she was very forget, But that was only three years ago. That was Holy. 2016. Holy hell. What? Yeah. Wow. Do you remember Adam Klein? I do. Okay. I liked him. I did too. 
Sarah, eh, I thought she was kind of boring, to be honest with you. Not Sarah, a big Sarah fan. I gotta see a picture of Sarah. She's the cop. She came back for the oh, yeah. all-star season. Yeah, oh, she's all right. Uh, ben, who just like won a bunch of idols, so he ended up in the finals. Stupid the veteran cow- stupid cowboy hat yeah uh wendell who i kind of liked um and nick from last year who i loved loved nick loved nick so pretty his good smile cat. is weird though his smile creeps me out yeah i think this is the best this is close to the best version uh i would have liked jenna from uh what was that season africa uh no not africa uh, the Amazon. Amazon. Isn't she married to Ethan? Yes. Is she still? I don't know. She was at one point. Oh no, he's not. Is that? Oh, she's not. Yeah. Yeah, I liked her, especially in that Playboy article. I bet you did. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I only read the articles. Uh, why not Tina too? She's eighty-four years old. She just came back like. Four seasons ago, right? Or four years ago? She's a dud, that's why. Why not? I don't know, man. Like, why do we have to bring back Rob for a fifth she time? She is 58. Yeah, that's not that old. Jesus, how... She looked like she was 58 in 2001 when she played Africa, or Australia. <laughs> wow. She's a dud. Oh, she's a dud. Oh, she's not that bad. She's a dud. I like Tina. And I think Danny is a huge Tina fan. I Oh, for sure. So he's not here to defend her name. No. Oh, also, no Cochran. Yes, that's the big one. No yeah, Cochran, no JT. Yeah. A I'm co- sure they just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Cochran's got a good gig now at this point. Yeah. Who's going to give up a writing gig like that? I know. To go on Survivor again. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll be into it for who's sure. He, who's uh, he writing for now? I was just gonna look for uh, what was that show? One of those stupid CBS sitcoms. Uh, the Millers and Kevin right. can wait. Yeah, those shows. Good for him. him. Good for yeah, him. Good for him. Though. Um. So anyway, the Survivor finale. I was into it. I I enjoyed it. It pissed me off. Yeah. I think that's just the point. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. I no longer watch Survivor to, you know, like, follow it as a sport. I watch it because I want to do podcasts about it. Much like another show, I was satisfied. Ah. You know, I think it's kind of interesting. Spoiler alert, everyone. (laughs) That at the end of this season of Survivor. Yes. A man came back after being relegated to the background. And turned out to be the winner in... uh, in baffling fashion. Yes. Similar to the ending of Game of Thrones. What was Which that? saw a character who what? literally took a season off. What was that? Jesus. Shit, who let the dragon in the studio? <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> because, like, literally, Game of Thrones said, yeah, that character that took a season off that's been sitting in a wheelchair staring <laughs> eerily at the main cast... Turns out he's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Yeah. Or at least by Democratic vote, deserves to rule. Okay. Which was more surprising to you? Bran taking over Westeros or Chris winning Survivor? Chris winning Survivor. (laughs) 
Okay. You I, saw this coming. I knew they were going to fuck up the, the throne somehow. Because honestly, <laughs> now I've liked it. I, I have enjoyed Game of Thrones. Is it the monumental show that everybody made it out to be? Fuck no. Well, it's definitely the popular show. It's the popular show, but it's not. I'm not sure it's the best one. No. No. Not by a long shot. Game of Th- or uh, Breaking Bad still has everything on Game of Thrones. Oh yes, stop. Yeah, there there are. I I would say at least ten shows better than Game of Thrones in the history of TV. And Better Call Saul is better than Game of Thrones. Fuck yeah. yeah, absolutely it is. No question. So from the very beginning, and and we've talked about this. I've only watched Game of Thrones since December. I binged right. binged the seven seasons. For the Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> yes, you did. The Six uh, Kingdoms now. Six Kingdoms now. Starting in December. And I said this when we, and I may, I don't know if I said it on the show or if I said it in a, a FaceTime call to you. If it's a, if it's, the show is called Game of Thrones, wouldn't you think there's some more overthrowing happening than what there really is? Shouldn't there be more mixing around and, 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 uh, uh, you know, change of, of colors? Per se, then fucking... are you implying that you wanted Cersei killed off earlier? No, but why does Joffrey have to be king for four seasons? <laughs> oh, uh, well, I think the answer is that the throne was never the point. I absolutely. At least I hope that's what the answer was, and and I think the finale proved that. Sure. Um, they... I think that's kind of a lame ending, though. I have to be honest with you. I have to be honest. Okay, what did you want? I okay, I didn't I, want because, anything. Because I, I I've heard I've read a lot of, you know, people unhappy. Oh, we're going to sign a petition redo season 8. Yeah. What did you want? No, those people are stupid. And and I don't loop me in with those people. Okay. Um by the way, I just did a 2-hour podcast about Game of Thrones earlier today. You can oh. find that on the website. Which website uh, so, is that? Uh that that would be too many thoughts media.com ah, or like, tmt.media for like short. a dumb website. Yeah, well, you're on it. Get used to it. <laughs> it's like saying you hate your dad. Well, you live in my goddamn house, son. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> you don't like the domain name? Change it yourself. Uh, yeah, I think um, I, I I think I just wanted to be surprised. I, I j- or maybe not surprised. That's the wrong word. I just wanted the show to say something. Like, I wanted them to make a statement with the ending because uh, like the show what? had a unique opportunity to really say something about the world and say something about these characters, and they just punted on it. They were like, you know, it's it's not necessarily about Bran becoming king. It's about Danny and John not becoming king. I think that so, was pretty, pretty prevalent. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's just sort of lame. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to take away from this decision to make Bran king. Other than Tyrion's hyper-forced monologue that seemed uh, straight out of the, the mouth of George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. Like, it felt like they just recorded George R.R. R. Martin <laughs> talking into a microphone and then dubbed it to Tyrion's mouth. Yeah. Did you, know? you see, like, I, I don't know by the way, during is. that monologue... Fucking Sam had a, bo- a water bottle behind his leg. <laughs> oh, God. That was so funny. Oh, three episodes in a row now. There's been major mistakes. What was the second mistake besides the Starbucks? Uh, Jamie didn't have his golden eye hand. You saw his real arm. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. 
You had oh, Starbucks, yeah. real arm, and now a water bottle. Yeah, I don't know why there's not one guy in the editing room in charge of this shit. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like, why are you going to let the fans dig it up? Why do you have a water bottle or a Starbucks cup on set? I mean, why? I don't know. Those are probably long days. Well, I'm still... sure they are, but... But, again, it, it this seems like an easy fix. Yeah. Just have an intern, frame by frame, check the screen, make sure nothing's yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, the fans found it very quickly. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I know. No, I I get it. Tyrion's, Tyrion's, there are a lot of hokey things, though, in the show, like him getting up and, and arranging the chairs. Pointless. Oh, I dug that, actually. Really? Pointless. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little character moment. Hokey. And we haven't had many, I didn't think it was hokey. I thought it was kind of, like, it, it said a lot about his character, how he's always trying to organize the chaos, but it keeps finding him somehow. Yeah. I dug it. But, no, I thought that, um, that speech was, you know, it was a ham-fisted way of explaining their ending. And it just seemed like a very weak explanation. And it, it seemed like they didn't give it enough thought. You know, it's just like George I, told them what the ending was going to be. Bullet point A, bullet point B, bullet point C. Let's try to get there in the cleanest way possible. I and that's think, not, not how you write a TV I show. I think they really... They really were going to make a statement of destroying the Iron Throne and doing something new, you know, in that world. But yeah, then, which they kind of did. Yeah, they kind of did. But they needed to not have a king. Yeah. Let's let's destroy. We've destroyed the Iron Throne. It's time to try something new. I agree. But them trying something new is is still having a king that will be elected by a council of, you know the heads of nations or whatever. Sure. Kind of democracy, but not really. Yeah. Like a half yeah. democracy, half. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's exactly right. Like you, you have this metaphorical moment, Drogon melting the iron throne right. and you don't really do anything with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And again, it just came so out of left field. It was like, it, it was really, I'm, I'm sort of joking with the survivor comparison, but I'm not. Yeah. Like the whole season of Survivor built to Devin's winning. He was by far and away having the winner's edit, right. quote unquote. And the ending, because of just the nature of the season, uh, you can't include Chris that much. Right. So it feels like, you know, in, in one way, sure, it's surprising. Uh, and I'm happy to be surprised. But it also feels like I've been betrayed by the edit because the edit has been leading me one way and it. Pulled the rug out from under me, not in a cool way, but in a disappointing way. They needed to do something different with the Night King. Because winter, yeah, is, maybe. winter is coming. Yeah, sure. The Night King uh, arc should have uh, been over about five episodes in season seven. And not one episode in season eight. <laughs> Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I think they they royally screwed the pooch with the Night King. Royally. I didn't think about putting it in seven. Yeah, that's interesting. You you take away the threat of the Night King in season seven, and then you, you deal with the threat of each other in season eight. Yeah, because we were sort of led to believe that they would, th that those two battles would be on equal footing. Right. Like, we were led to believe that that could be the end game. Right. Um, now, I don't think that George was particularly interested with 
with the White Walker stuff, or not as interested as the show was. No. Like, for example, the Night King is not a character in the books. Really? No. The the White Walkers are a force that you don't really see all that often. Mm-hmm. You just see it through, like, flashes with Bran. Um, and, like, you know, you know the Battle of Hardhome, for example? Okay. That was off screen. Oh. That was just something talked about that was never brought up in the books. That okay. was just in passing. So I'm starting to think that that whole dilemma wraps itself up in a different way in the books Mm -hmm. and it's probably a little more of a footnote than it played on the show but because the show opens with these zombies and makes the main zombie a villain winter is coming yeah you have to do something with it so i actually think it's more of the show's fault than than the book's fault i really i remember back in the day especially you especially maybe it's just (laughs) you that i remember the winter is coming bullshit and I just thought it was dumb. <laughs> and I thought watching the show, I'm like, okay, I'm finally going to understand, you know, winter is coming. Like, I, I, I'm i going to be able to hype. You know, Nico can be my hype man for winter is coming. Right. And I always thought it was dumb. Yeah, the zombie shit never really spoke to me. Yeah, but it, but the winter is coming. <laughs> You just never bought in. You're a contrarian. No, it, I I love the show. I had a ball watching it. I had a ball watching it. They just screwed up so bad in, in the writing and in the pacing of this last season, or maybe last two seasons. The show and pay- it felt unforced too. That was the yeah. thing. It felt like it could have been easily avoided. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, just add a couple episodes. You're all set. Cersei blowing up the 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 Vatican or whatever the fuck it was called. Sure. That's the peak of the show. Yes, I agree. That's that's the show. The show could end Battle right... of the Bastards before that, by the way. Oh yeah, great. Fucking that, the, that two episode stretch was incredible. Yeah. yeah. The show could end with Cersei blowing up what was it? The crypt or the, the what did they call that? The church. The Citadel? The Citadel. Thank no. you. Oh no, wait a minute. Or was that the where the library was? I forget. I, I don't know. Let's just let's just call it the church because okay. I think you might be right. The Citadel's the library. Yeah. Uh, when she blows up the church, that could be series finale. Uh, yeah, there was just too much mythology with John and Danny, and right. I think that's more the problem than anything else. Right. Is that uh, the characters we were most interested in were on the margins? Yeah. And not those two. Right. And that's a that's a real problem because. You know, the the two of them were were hyped up to be. I mean, it's a song of ice and fire, right? right? That's what the novel is called. And one is the mother of dragons, and one is the king of the north, right? So it's supposed to rest on them. And then you get to the ending, and really neither of them are involved, right? Uh, they're sort of besides the point, which is whatever. But when you hinge the entire show on on this romance, and you hinge the entire show on what these two people ultimately do. And you don't care about them. Uh-huh. You fundamentally don't care about them. That's a problem. And that's like that's an issue that TV shows have that books don't. Right. Like you can you can write the character uh, in any way that you want in books, and you can you can sort of uh, you can define them in, in a very uh, full way. On screen, you have to rely on the actors having chemistry. Right. You have to rely on the actors being good at being believable and you also have to rely on directors like articulating all that stuff kit harrington um, I, better cash in quick 
on some big, sure. big movies because he's a dud. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a just, dud. Yeah, he – and I guess that was the point in the earlier seasons, and I think it worked out okay. Yeah. Once you make him the romantic lead, I just don't buy it. No. I just never bought that they were in love. Yeah. So when he stabs her in the season finale, yeah. who the hell cares? Yeah. Like, really? I never bought you they know, were in love in the first place. John, it doesn't feel like a betrayal. Jon Snow is supposed to be cock and muscle. Yes. And and Kit Harrington can't pull it off. <laughs> no. Well, he's a short man, Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the cock part is sometimes hard to buy. Yeah. You're just supposed to be cock and muscle. Yeah. He's got at least one. I don't know. He has no acting ability. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. That was always an issue. I also thought, too, Amelia Clark. I know you're not a huge fan. I'm not. Um, I thought she was pretty good down the stretch. I just thought that the chemistry between her and John was off. That was more yeah. the problem than anything else. Like, yeah, because I was it, more creeped out of of aunt nephew than I was brother sister. Yeah, because you just didn't care about the relationship as much. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, because and, and I, I'm with you. Like the two of us were kind of trolling, but we weren't. <laughs> like we both really love Cersei Lannister. Oh, I love. I'm not trolling. Best character on TV. Oh, she's incredible, Best, and Lena Headey is incredible in that yeah. role too. Best character on TV, hands down. Uh, just terrible story around her yeah for the last season certainly. for the last season yeah yeah I, mean, I just think like the show did the work to build that relationship and we believed it yeah. we really believed that her and jamie were in love yeah and as perverse as it was we accepted it because we we cared about that relationship even right. if we didn't always root for the characters no and, um, and i will that's say it's not the case with danny walter, they just didn't take the time walter white a great fucking character too i think sure. cersei lannister is way more interesting than walter white Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know oh, about no. that. There are way that. more layers to Cersei than there is Walter. Um, I, I don't know. And I'm maybe, not quite there. Maybe it's because her performance was just so good. Her stuff with Peter Dinklage. Great. Best, the best acting, I think, ever. The show was best in those moments. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I, I would love to see – this is what I want. <laughs> Somebody out there is going to do it, but I, I can't wait to see it. I just want to see a, a whatever compilation of all of Cersei's scenes. Show me uh, nothing else. Yeah, I would love that. Show me nothing else but every scene that Cersei's in. Show me the evolution. I right. I that. Yeah. Somebody will yeah. will do it. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. And I really felt for her when she died, too. I know. I did, too. Like, I really got emotional. Nothing else matters. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great, N- nothing dude. Nothing else matters. Dude, that just it, – it really did bring a tear to my eye. I and I'm you. like, why? These people are vile human beings. I love you, 3000. Oh, I don't know what was sadder. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Both really moved me. I know. Um. Yeah, I look, the show did a lot of things really good. Yeah. Um, did a lot of things really bad, but, um, important show. Very good show. Very good show. It was a very good show. I, I enjoyed my time. It's not that I didn't enjoy my time. And honestly, I'm satisfied with the ending. Okay. Everybody, everybody is happy in the, in that world. And John, Mm, John, you can make the argument that yes, he's happy. No, he's not happy. 
Well, he's where he belongs. He's at least. where he belongs. Everyone is where they belong. Arya's doing her crazy ass bullshit. Sansa's queen of the north. Who else? Whoopty fucking do. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted more though. Yeah. I wanted more. I like my endings to be a little spicy. Yeah, I they had just written themselves into such a corner, I feel like. Oh, certainly. It it was a it was a web of uh of of real confusion there. Yeah. I'm with you. Danny's been a cunt from the very beginning. <laughs> I've never rooted for Daenerys. Never. Um never liked her. She's all she's always been evil. She's always been crazy. Yeah, I uh I the, the yeah, the the groundwork was definitely there. I think at times though it was a little it was a little easter eggy. Yeah. It was there wasn't like a ton of oh shit, this woman is is really going down a bad path. I think there were just like a few moments where it's like, "Oh, that's a peculiar reaction." Right. Right. Like, "Oh, she really did hang those slavers." And not feel any remorse, yeah. or oh, she really did light the Tullys on fire, yeah. and not and not flinch. Yeah. So I guess, like in hindsight, it looks like oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. She I wouldn't say never, the whole season, the she, whole series was building to it though. She was never forgiving, never, never yeah. forgave anyone. Yeah, and she never forgave the people of of King's Landing for taking yeah. away what was rightfully her or what she thought was rightfully hers. Yeah, I listen. I I dig the choice. I'm not sure they executed it in the right way, but I no, I like probably the probably not. But again, I, I'm tired of hearing the argument. Oh, well, Danny being evil came out of nowhere. No, I don't think that's true. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, I bought it enough. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah. What I didn't buy at all was Brand becoming king. I think that's that's where I draw the line. I, I really am indifferent about that. Like I there was just, nothing. There I, was nothing there, Rob. I don't care who is king. I guess. Well, all right then. Which is weird because you do okay. It, it it is. It's weird to me because I should, but I don't give a fuck that Brand's king. And there was so I, much I'll speculation put into this question, though. I know. I know. I know. There. Like, was. There was so much like. You know, the entire conversation around this last season is who's going to rule. And I'm all right with you saying no one. I'm cool with that answer. Yeah. What I'm not cool with is, all right, we're kind of changing things up, but still the the crippled kid is the king. Right. I'll tell you what the right answer is. It's Cersei winning. Yeah, well, that was never meant to be. No, it wasn't. And I don't think anybody's brave enough. There's no – there's not a writer – Except me, <laughs> and I'm not a writer. I there's nobody brave enough to make her the winner. Can you imagine? She'll always be the winner in our hearts. Well, though. yeah, she will be. <laughs> but can you imagine if at the end of the day, Cersei remains queen? Like oh. people would be in an uproar, and that's exactly Incredible. what this show needed. Yes, I agree. We need more. Yeah. Yes. The right answer, and as much as everybody out there disagrees, is Cersei winning. Sure. The wheel never breaks. The wheel like never breaks. They keep breaks. talking about the breaking yep. the wheel. Well, it turns out, no, it can't break the no. wheel. You can't. Your heroes from, with, with riding on a dragon from across the narrow sea, uh, yep. yeah, it turns out they're just as evil. In fact, they're more evil right. than the woman that currently rules you. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, Cersei's not the bad guy. Oh, and by the way, I loved that little twist in episode five. I thought it was – I love how the show pivoted to make Cersei and Jamie the victims there. Right. And you were rooting for them to get out. Yep. You know, and it was so devastating when they didn't. But yep. and then, ja- um, sorry, Danny all of a sudden becomes this invader, right, on the dragon, and you barely see her face. I thought that was really, really smart how they did that. Um, but of course, from in my own head, that's how the show always played out. Right. <laughs> Love those two so much. No, I, I will say that I would, if I had the choice to change the ending, it's it's Cersei having some sort of plan to take down that last dragon. And and her just flopping her dick out on the table and going, y'all motherfuckers. Need that would have been something. Y'all motherfuckers need to just suck it because I am still queen. <laughs> Only in our world, Rob. I know. Only in our world. But that would have put the world in an uproar. Can you imagine the 19.6 million people that they had watching the show last night? Yep. And at the end, the the – the camera pans up to her drinking wine, staring out her window, and cut to black. Not even a fade to black. Just boo, cut to black. They would have hated it. <laughs> People would have hated it. That's how the show ends in my head. I'm with you. But no one's brave enough. And again... I, I go back to Breaking Bad. No one's brave enough to make the bad guy win. Mm-hmm. Because Walter didn't win in the end. He's dead. Um. Yeah, but he kind of did. I guess we we can we can relitigate this all day. Uh, yeah. But the Breaking Bad ending, I also thought suffered a similar problem. It wasn't as bad as Game of Thrones. But no. They they did sort of feel pressure to. To wrap things up with a neat bow and right. to give people satisfaction, quote unquote. Yeah, and I just think that's kind of a fallacy. But like, I, I'm not looking to be satisfied. I'm I'm just looking to be moved. Right. You know. I, I, and but I, there's something about how I would how I would do a TV show because there was a point in The Walking Dead where I would have made Rick the bad guy. Sure. You know. Well, they they teased that at that point. I remember that season yeah. of Walking Dead. Yeah. Where um, they they just took out a bunch of people in their sleep, right? And it was this, uh, it was like Negan's people, right? Yeah, this was, it was like season six or something. It was before we. And even I remember knew that Negan. episode being really fascinating. Yeah, because they they sort of pivoted to, oh, this is what the apocalypse does to you, right? And it, in this world, there are no good guys or bad guys. It's just survival. But I, just... I don't even think that. I think they had an opportunity, even kind of sort of before that, mm-hmm. of turning the viewer's uh, experience upside down and and making it in such a way where you go, oh, my God, the governor wasn't the bad guy. He was just trying to protect his people from sure. this, this fucking bastard or, sure. or you know, who else was a bad guy after the governor. I don't even know. Whatever. I don't remember any of their names. I don't either. But whatever. My point being is they could have made the viewer's head spin upside down by going, oh, my God, we've been rooting for the bad guy this whole time. Well, in fairness, Game of Thrones did do that with Danny. Absolutely. Yeah, but they, they didn't did. execute it very well. Yeah, the problem. Yeah, exactly right. It just was poorly executed. Yeah. So people didn't buy it. Right. 
Um, they they so they went for it, which is why I like episode five. Yeah. Um, episode six, they just didn't go for it. Right. And that's what disappointed me, I think. But but they could have they could have really shaken people by by letting Cersei win. Yes. That would have that would have just rocked everybody's world. And I, I'm with you. And I just don't think there's ever been a TV show to quite do that. Uh, well, yeah, because endings are tough. Turns out it is, especially well, it, if the show is popular. Yeah. Because now they're beholden to the masses. And, right. Uh, just ask Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah. Didn't work out so well. That guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Knock it off, dude. <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth. Gotta get JJ back in there to fix this shit. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Come on. Dude, Episode 8 off. is weak. Stop. Come on. Third best Star Wars movie of all time. No. Don't at me. No. Third best Star Wars movie. At Funny Nico Tweets. <laughs> what is Do your Do not name? at me. Are you still Funny Nico Tweets? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I have too many handles and URLs to count yeah. these days. Uh, what else you got? Anything? I don't think anything. It's time for bed. I'm tired. I am too. I think we we spanned the gamut today, though. We did. Oh, what time is it really? Okay. I my I have two different times on my clocks here in my computers. What are you a newsroom? <laughs> Apparently, one says nine fifty four, the other says nine forty four. Uh, you should have the Nico clock though in your room. Oh, I, there's a Nico clock. Yeah, th- right. It should be my time zone. Oh, I see. And 10, you should call it the Nico clock. T- it's ten fifty four, ten forty four, ten forty five now. Yeah, yeah, that's what you should do. Hmm. Fifteen minutes till the top of the hour. Quack quack. <laughs> uh, thanks guys for coming by. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> thanks if you made it to the end. Yeah. Jesus. Enduring our therapy session therapy midway through. Session. I'm sure people enjoyed that. I hope so. I don't know. We're fucked up. Yeah, we are. Everybody is. Yeah, true. I'll keep you posted. I if you don't hear from me after Sunday, you know I was murdered in my sleep. Uh okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> it ain't happening. She ain't coming. Stop. She's not. That ain't the attitude. She's that not. ain't the attitude. She's not coming. I haven't Everybody heard send your love at Rob RFF. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't heard a thing tonight. I expected a message tonight. I wasn't going to message tonight. Nothing. It'll work out. Nothing. It always does. Sure. She probably found my Facebook profile and went, ugh. Oh, well, that'll do it. Or she found the podcast. Oh, boy. Woof. (laughs) (laughs) You're funny, Nico Tweets, right? I am. I am. I'm Rob RFF on Twitter. That's how you get a hold of us. How do you how do you find our website? Oh, that is tmt.media. Ooh. Please subscribe to yeah. all of our podcasts. You do you do a lot of good things over there. I I do catch your podcast every once in a while. Oh, I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Um, you do a good job. Yeah. Thank you. you. you do your... do rate and review this one. Uh, yes. if you have not done so already, that go on iTunes or Spotify wherever you get the show. And uh, give us a five-star rating. I want to hop on with some of your friends sometime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sometime this summer. Sometime this summer. I'll have more time. You're always welcome. Yeah. Cool. You say that. You say that, and then the shows just pop up on my feed. I'm like, oh. The the invite is always open. Another one I wasn't invited to. Listen, whenever you want to come on, you just tell me. 
I don't You're know, in. I don't know which show I want to come on. Well, well, first you'd have to figure out what they're all called. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> you need to obtain a list. I do. Yeah, and you Go have to a, your local ex- congressperson. List. <laughs> They'll have a multi-page list of all my podcasts, <laughs> and you can and you can pick the one that is most suited to you. Yes. <laughs> Which one of your friends would I get along with the most? Um, Nick. You, you'd get along with Nick. Nick? And what... But what you, are... you've spoken to Nick before. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did a... He was on Two Cents at one point. He walked into the room and did a Two Cents with us. Okay. And he's on uh, Why Is This a Thing? That is correct. But anything else? Uh, the Movie Hall of Fame is a show I do with Adam. Uh, that's... Okay. That's the That's the one I... Uh, you guys did a, tried to do video of that, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. Uh, you will not get along with him because no one does. <laughs> um, Is he hateable? And, <laughs> what's that? Is he hateable? Uh, he's the Daenerys Targaryen of oh, our website. Oh, man. Why wouldn't I get along with him? Why does everybody hate him? Uh, he's a special cat. Is he? Yeah, Is but he, he's, uh, you know, he seems, he's fun to do podcasts with. He seems cool. Yeah, he's they're all cool. Yeah. It's, he's just really fun to bash. He's an easy easy target. Even though he's very small, so it's kind of hard oh, to hit him. Oh. He's such a little guy and you make fun of him. Oh, he's so tiny. <laughs> Actually, Nick is shorter, but yeah. Adam is tinier in stature. Oh. Yeah, so it's just easy to just pick a wee on. Wee little fella. Yeah. But we do a show called The Movie Hall of Fame. Uh That's which a fun is... one. I that is a fun one. Yeah, we have a ton of fun with that. It was this idea that I had a couple weeks ago. Um, we take a year in movies, and we look at the six best movies of that year, and we induct one of them into the Movie Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which is this made-up concept. So last week we did the year 2007, um, and we had to decide between There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men um, which movie should earn a spot in there. And it was no quite country. a difficult decision. It should be No Country for Old Men. Well, uh, you might not be so happy with the podcast. <laughs> if you don't uh, so put yeah, trim- you if you don't put Tremors and Twister into the Movie Hall of Fame, we're no longer okay. friends. I'll slap a nomination for both of them. All right. I can't guarantee that they'll get in. I want to be on the show, <laughs> even if it's ten minutes. I want. Okay. I want to. I want to give my uh, give my two cents. <laughs> All right. You could do that. This week we're doing Back to the Future. Oh, really? It's 1985, Ooh. so that'll be up on the docket. Who else is in 1985? A lot of movies that you've probably never heard of. Brazil. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Is... <sighs> Please, you guys will pick that movie. No, we're not. Don't, dude. Don't worry about it. Don't you know me? <laughs> don't you know how I'm gonna go here? Uh, and then he nominated a bunch of shit that you would. Hate. Of course. <laughs> A movie Ron, which is an, a Japanese film. Oh, good God. You guys are just movie cucks. That's what you are. <laughs> You're movie cucks. <laughs> Another movie called Return of the Living Dead. Oh, my God. Look, I don't like any of them. He's, this is, see, this is why no one likes Adam, if you want to get, you know, if you want an idea of how this works. I wanted to nominate Clue the movie so bad. Oh, yeah. But not enough room for it unfortunately just rename the show to we're a bunch of movie cucks okay the movie cucks the movie cucks it's not bad with nico and adam
<laughs> you could come on anytime you'd like, Robert. <laughs> anytime. I like how your name is at the top billing of every single show. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. If, if, First of all, that is not true. <laughs> that is not true. If at the all. Two Cents logo wasn't already made, it would be Two Cents Radio with Nico, Danny, and and maybe Rob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why is this a thing? Nick is listed first. Okay, but your your font is a little bit bigger. That is true. I did bolden it. A yeah, bit. you did. I did. Put a little glow effect. Yeah, around there's. It. You can tell. <laughs> it it looks. It's with Nick. And, but Nico's name, Nico, here's the thing. If you go look at the why is this a thing logo. Okay. <laughs> if you go look, look at the spacing around Nico's name. Nico, Nico has way more space around his name than Nick, Zach, and Adam. You're so full of shit. No, fuck You're you. So full fuck of shit. you. Look at the logo. The first name that you zoom in on is Nico's name because of the spacing. What are you talking about? The spacing of your name down there. You think that I was meticulously yes manipulating the spacing yes. of my logo? 100%. Is that what you're you think my ego is that Yes. Big? Yes, because there's Dude, no goddamn the reason. There's no goddamn reason for you to have periods between your names. They're not periods, they're commas, well, they look like, Robert. They look like periods on here. But when you list something, Rob, you generally put a comma next to it. I understand that. That's the grammatical, you know, how you do right. that. So that's why the spacing is the way it is. But look at the logo, and whose name do you go zoop, right in on its Nikos? <laughs> because, because of the, the, the negative space around your name. You are a psycho. You are a psycho, sir. You, are you did that on purpose. With Nick, it looks like a fucking run-on word. It looks like with Nick is like one eight-letter word. You can't even tell that that's a person's name. Zach and Adam, they are off on their own over there by themselves, but Nico's name, front and center. Bro, you really need therapy. <laughs> I want you to play this for your friends. Okay. I want to hear their re their reactions to this. One of them just entered the U.S. military, so they're not going to be around <laughs> anymore. Oh, which one? Yeah, Zach uh, just is literally, it, uh, we recorded his final podcast oh. this week for the time being. Well, good for him. I I He's, mean, that's, that's wonderful, but I yeah. understand that it's hard to lose a friend. Yes, he's good. but he he will be back on the podcast probably around September. He'll well, be skyping in. That's good. So yeah, I guess Pakistan has has Skype, don't they? <laughs> he's not going to Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be in South Carolina <laughs> on a base. <laughs> so how if you have to update this, how are you going to fucking make it so your name's front and center? Oh, I'll find a way. Oh, I know you will. I'm just going to stretch it out the entire length of Nick and Zach <laughs> or Nico and Zach. <laughs> Oh, it's too much fun. All right, guys. All right. Have a good Go. one. Get out of here, <laughs> we'll you talk fucks. To you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>